0: Now, if you look at, this is a familiar story, Genesis chapter 39, verses number 19. We're going to read down to verses number 23. And uh, this is a familiar story. You know, y'all know about Joseph, right? You know, Joseph is this young man that had a dream. And when he dreamed this dream, he, t- he, was, he was bragging to his family. He wasn't really bragging, but they felt like he was bragging. And they said, well, you know, how can we, how can we bow down to you? You are our younger brother. So you, you go on to look at it, they, they, and they, made a, they plotted against him. But one, they wanted to kill him. But one of his brothers said, no, let's not kill him. Let's put him in this pit. And the thing about it is, sometimes God will even bless you in a pit. Amen. Have you ever been in a, in a situation where God blessed you in a pit? Yes. The Bible says that the pit was dry. Usually these pits have water in them because of wells. But this they put him in a pit that was dry. So he could survive in the pit. Right. And then what happened was he had a group, there was a group of people that came by called Ishmaelites. The thing about it is, sometimes your past will catch up with you. Yes, it will. Sometimes your past will catch up with you. If you know who the Ishmaelites are, you'll know, you go back and trace his family history. You know, he know there was a guy named Abraham that had a, had a son named Isaac. But he also had another son named what? Ishmael. There was a confrontation with these two, with the, especially with the, with the mother. She said, one of y'all got the goat. So you know who had the goat, don't you? The other one. But what, what, you know, what's so strange about this, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a contrast that goes on with this family because Ishmael came from the maidservant. If you go back and look at his family in, in, uh, in his family, Jake, I mean, I, I mean Joseph's brothers, he had some brothers that came from a maidservant. You know, he had, he had two, uh, it was Rachel and Leah. Both of them had maidservants. And they got to the point where they feel like they couldn't have kids. So they told their husband to go and leave with the maidservants. So they had kids. So it's like, this runs in the family. This runs in the family. What's going on here? So what happened was, Joseph got to the point where he started telling his dream. And he said, y'all are going to bow down to me. He said, no, we ain't doing that. So they threw him off in his pit. So when he threw him off in his pit, he said they were going to kill him. So what happened was some some Israelites came by and bought him. And they bought him and they sold him. And so they took him into Egypt. And in Egypt, they found this guy that had a house, Potiphar's. So they sold him to Potiphar's, you know, I think for 20, 20 things of silver. And he was, he, he was in the house, and, he, and the thing about it is, the Bible said, and the Lord was with him. Yeah. It's good when you're in a situation that you don't even like, and the Lord is with you. Yeah. See, the thing about it, when the Lord is with you in a situation, your situation will be blessed because of that. And the Bible said, because the Lord was with him, Potiphar's put him over everything about his house. One thing you need to understand, don't get comfortable in somebody else's house. Yeah. Don't get comfortable in somebody else's house because there's always something going on. That's not your house. So something else is all going to come up because somebody else lives there. What happened was there was a lady that lived there, which was his wife, Papa's wife. And she had an eye for Joseph. Y'all know the story. You know, y'all know. you know the story, but he had an eye for Joseph. But Joseph kept on trying to get away from the situation. So one day she said that, you know what? I'm going... To make, I'm going. I'm going to force you to slay with me. And Joseph said, "You know what? I'm not doing it. I don't care what you do." So he fled. He fled. But he left his coat. He left his coat. And what he did when he left his coat? She said, "You know what? I'm going to tell a lie on you." And so she took. You know one thing? She took his coat, but she couldn't take his calling. Right. See, God had a calling for him. Yeah. See, sometimes people try to take things from you, but they can't take what God got for you. Yeah. Right. So when you know what God got for you, you just keep on doing what they want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens was, where we where we are right now, we're going to go to our text. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, verses number 19, what?
1: And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, where she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did the servant to me that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where his king's prisoner were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper.
0: Can you see two times in, that, in those passages of Scripture, the Bible says what? And the Lord was with him. The Bible said even when the Lord was with him, the jailer found favor with him. Can, but you, can, can, you, can you imagine what's going on in Joseph's, in Joseph's mind? I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing, but look where I am now. Look where I am now. I didn't, first of all, I was in a pit. Then I was in the palace. Now I'm in prison. And all those things I did in my now situation, look where I am. Anybody in there have a now situation in your life where you go around, you're thinking about, okay, look where I am now. You think about everything that transpires before you got to where you are, and now you get to the point where you say you're in a now situation. Anybody ever been in a now situation? You'd be talking about, you know what? Look where I am now. But let me tell you something. Turn to somebody and say this. My next is going to be greater than my now. Now, if you don't believe it, don't say it. If you don't believe it, don't say it. But your next is going to be greater than your now. Meaning, whatever God got for you is going to be greater for where you are right now. Whatever he got going on for you is going to be greater than where you are right now because if you go back and look at it, there were two guys that were in there with him. And they had dreams. But only they couldn't interpret it. And Joe said, "Only oh, interpretation only comes from God. Interpretation only comes from God. So they had these dreams. So he said, I'm going to tell you what your dream is about. And when you get out, tell Pharaoh about what we said and then uh so that i could, they could let me go so the guy they got out one of them got hung and the other one got sprung <laughs> so what happens was that he didn't say nothing he didn't say nothing but guess what it went for two years joseph was in prison and there was only one time that joseph even he slightly complained. He said, because I, I'm in here and I didn't even do anything. That's the only time he compl- it seemed like he complained. Other times he just said, you know what? Whatever God's will is. When we look at the point to where God got Joseph to where he said that the other guy went there and talked to faith, he said, I have another dream. And the other dream is about Seven years, seven lean years, and he told he told him, "Say, you know what that dream is about? If there's going to be seven good years and seven bad years, and he said he told him that when you look at that, know that know what's going on. So look at look at uh, Genesis chapter forty-one. No, chapter forty. I'm sorry." chapter 40 verses number 20 through 23 and then
1: 41
0: and 1
1: and it came to pass the third day which was Pharaoh's birthday that he made a feast unto all the servants and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants and he restored the chief butler to his butlership again and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand but he changed the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted him yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgave him? He
0: said, this guy didn't remember Joseph. But the thing about it, when, they, when he finally, after two years later, he, when he finally talked to the Pharaoh, look at what the Pharaoh did in, in uh, verses number 38. Then the Pharaoh said to his servant, can we find a man like this in whom the divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of all this, that there is no discerning of wise you are, you shall be over my house and according to your command all my people shall be homage, only in, in the throne I will be greater than you he said only me will be greater than you over Egypt now here's this Hebrew boy that's going through all his now situations but look at, how, look at what God has done for him God has made him greater in his now situation so when we look at what, what, what we're dealing with and what what, uh, what did brother uh, brother Hamilton did? He asked me to say, "Well, we He said, "I want the elders to speak to the congregation to encourage them." You know, to encourage them because sometimes we go through this, this rut in our lives because we get frustrated. We have, we and we have situations go on to where we we get down and out about what's going on, and sometimes we, we just want to give up. We want to quit, especially with the, especially with what's going on with our move. And what happened was, what happens is we you, you hear so much, you know, you hear so many, so many times people say, okay, when y'all move, we say, we say soon. After a while, soon get boring, you know. Soon you be talking about, okay, well, the soon, soon ain't tomorrow. So you think about it, you got, and then you get frustrated, and then you get to the point where you say, you know what, we ain't going nowhere. We just might as well get comfortable right here. See, think about it is, what if Joseph would have got comfortable in prison? What if he got comfortable in Pilate's house? See, what he would have to do in Paul's house, if he got comfortable, he'd have to lay with the woman. That's the only way he's gonna be comfortable. And then the thing about it, being comfortable in prison, he would just have to accept the situation. So, so what we have to do, we have to understand, okay, where is God taking us? And what does God want, want us to do? And see, what, what happens is, if you go back and look at God, how God works, and the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they went around for 40 years. And what, they, what God was doing, he was getting rid of some excess weight. Amen. Maybe what God is doing with us right now is waiting until some excess weight fall off. Yeah. Until we can get to where we have the lean, to have the lean, they want to go on forward with it. So we just have to trust God. Amen. And whatever we're doing, we have to trust God. And we want to encourage the congregation Amen. not to give up. Amen. To hold your head up. Amen. Don't worry about it because, you know, God, it, you know help, it, it ain't the help is on the way. Help already here. You know, we just got to trust God and believe what God is going to do for us. But the thing about it is, there's some work that God wants us to do, but you ain't ready yet. You're not ready for it. So, what God is doing is getting us ready for the work. So, just be patient and wait on God because He's going he's to make it. It's going to be much better than we think it is when we get there. Because we're getting there now. We're going to get there. So, don't, don't even worry about that. We're going to get there. And we have to trust God and believe in what he says. And once we do that, all our efforts would go toward God getting the glory. Amen. And when God gets the glory, guess what? Yes. We put more effort into it. Yes. Y'all don't mind if I, if I give a testimony? Right. Can I give a testimony? Yes. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to, keep shaking your head, tell me, what you doing here then? <laughs> Based on what the doctor told me with my hard-headed self, I'm not supposed to be here. Because what happened was, I went to the doctor, and, we, and I'm talking about trusting God. I'm talking about trusting God. And so I went to the doctor, and the doctor, you know, they run all these tests. I was in the hospital for four days. And they came back and said, you know what? There's one doctor come in and say, I'm finished. We're going to send you home. We're going to give you some medication. At five, you're going to have to take five. I ain't, I ain't took no pills in my life. You know, aspirin, Tylenol. He said, you're going to give you five, to give you five medications to, to take home with you. Now, this is a doctor that's going to discharge me. I'm sitting up in the hospital. Okay, I'm going to go. He said, I'm going to let you go back to work in two weeks. I'm sitting up here. I'm just excited. I'm going to go home. You know, so, I, then, so another doctor came in. I ain't never seen this doctor before. I don't know if he was a doctor or not. But I ain't never seen him before. So this doctor come in and say, you know what, Mr. Gay? Uh, He said, your heart is only operating 25%. He said, we're going to have to do surgery. I said, what kind of surgery? He said, open heart surgery. And I said, when you going to have to do it? He said, 1030 in the morning. Now this other doctor said I can go home. You say I got to do it 1030 in the morning. So after he said open heart surgery at 10.30 in the morning, all I heard after that was blah, 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 blah. I ain't hear nothing else he said. I didn't hear nothing else he said. And so I'm sitting up there, my wife come in, my daughter sitting up there. And so I told my wife, you know, after I got through talking about it, I said, I ain't doing it. I said, I ain't doing it. Never been in the hospital, never had surgery. I said, I'm not doing it. So my wife looked at me and she said, Whatever you say, I stand by you. Now, before y'all do all this, ooh, and I want to do a lifetime movie. <laughs> let me tell y'all the rest of this. First, she say, "I'm gonna stand by you." Next thing I know, is a knock at the door in the hospital. Here comes J.K. Here come all the elders. Here come brother and sister Fleming. You know, here are all these people come in. I'm like, she done called my brother, my sister? I'm saying, where well, all these people come What they doing up here? So it's, it's like an intervention. I don't know why they, why they bought sister trying to nurse. I don't know why they bought the nurse nursing. First thing they say, I oh, ain't nothing to it. It ain't nothing to it, because you ain't got to do it. And I really, what I do, I really appreciate those that have been through this process and was kind of informed, trying to give me comfort and knowing, you know, it's going to be OK. It's going to be all right. You know, ain't nothing to it. It ain't nothing to it, because you ain't got to do it. And so I, I was sitting up there, and I said, you know what? After they, they come in there, and they said, they, 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 they looked at me. And they said, well, you can go, go ahead on to do it. You know, Brother Carl, he up there talking about, man, ain't nothing to it. I said, you ain't never did this. <laughs> so they, they left. You know, they prayed with me. They left. The only person that didn't say nothing to him was J.K. J.K. just sat there and looked at me. But I they left, I told my wife. I still ain't doing it. I'm going home. The doctor came in and said, I hear you're not going to do the operation. I said, no, man, I got I, I mean, to wrap my mind around what you're talking about. So I left. The doctor said, well, I can't make you stay. He said, but the thing about it is, there's no other alternative. Ain't no second opinion. So I was sitting up there. So what I did was, I had some people come by the house and I was asleep. So there's one guy was up there talking to my wife. He said, "Ain't he supposed to be a man of God?" This is a young guy too. He said, "Ain't he supposed to be a man of God?" He said, "Y'all always talking, telling us to trust God and take God at His word." He said, "Who is He taking at His word?" And I said, you know what? He right. He right. I didn't ever tell him this, but I went back and, and I, I went back. As matter of fact, I ain't went back to work. Went back to work. But what happens was, when God is with you, I don't care what other, other people think about what their plan is, God got another plan for you. And when God got a plan for you, he gonna, your plan going to be carried out. So what it was, I went, I, went in, I went to work and I talked to God. I talked to God like he didn't know what was going on. You know, I said, God, you know, I got this situation going on. I, I know I trust you. He said, but I ain't, I, said, I ain't never had surgery. I'm talking to him like I'm talking to y'all. I said, I ain't never had surgery before. I said, I don't know if I can get, I don't know what, to he said, you know, and then I said, but you know what, God? I say, whatever, I did, I had a garden moment. You know, Jesus had a garden, he said, whatever your will is, I'm going to do it. And after I said that it was such a peace that came over me, oh, yes. oh, I said, if I die, if I come yes. through it, yes. if it's your will, I'm going to do it. Yes. As soon as I got through doing it, 30 minutes later, the doctor's office called me. He said, Mr. Gay, when you, are, you, do, are you considered doing the surgery yet? He said. I said, well, and I talked, when I talked to God, I asked specific, uh, directions for him, though. I said, if I do the surgery, I want to do it on a Monday. You know, that's what I told God, I'm going to do it on a Monday. You know, we, hey, we, we here. Me he and God are here now. So I told God I want to do it on a Monday. And so the doctor's office called me and said, you know what? If you want to do the surgery, he said, did you make sure? I said, well, I'll go ahead and do it. I said, they say the dates we got for you is Thursday. They called me on a Wednesday. They say we could do it Thursday, Friday, or Monday. Before she could say it good, I said, Monday. Before <laughs> she could get it out of her mouth good, I said, Monday. And so after I said that, I don't care what somebody said or what somebody did, I had peace. I had peace. And I had to worry. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens, I'm good. And what really shook me up, I think I told the doctors over here, I said, what really shook me up when I had to go in for the pre-op, they showed me what they will actually do with the surgery, and I'm saying, "Oh, I don't need to see this." <laughs> and, but the thing about it, the worst thing that happened was I talked to Brother Heard, or Brother Heard talked to me. Y'all know Brother Heard, right? Yeah. Brother Heard said, "Brother Gay, <laughs> let me tell you." <laughs> he said, "All oh, they gonna, they say they, they 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 you know." It's, everything is so advanced now. He said, all they gonna do you, he said, you gonna be sleeping, you gonna know what's going on. I said, well, that's fine. He said, they gonna be taking your heart around just passing around the room. <laughs> I said, Brother Harry. I did not need to hear that. Yeah, if they drop it, they gonna wash it off. And <laughs> but even after that, Even after that, because of the peace that I had with God, with with talking to God, because of the peace that I had now, and then I went back to think about, okay, why did I have to go through this? And I thought about Hosea, the prophet. When God told Hosea, I'm going to put you through a situation that how people treat me so that you can have compassion for the people. Uh-huh. See the thing about it is, as an elder, I'm used to going to the hospitals. I'm used to going to the homes and visiting people in the, in their beds. But it's different when you it's on the other side of the bed. It's different when you're on the other side of the bed. And so the thing about it, what what I look at it, what God is, what God was doing was preparing me for the people. Yes. And what he did, what he did with that was. Because now I can have more compassion for who I go see, because I have an understanding. I have a great understanding. And so in my conclusion (laughs) of my confession, as far as me trusting God, now, I had to pray. I had to to tell God, you know, I repent of not, not being who he wanted me to be. But the thing about it is, when you trust God, this is, what, this is what I'm telling the congregation. When you trust God, there ought to be a calmness that come over you. That you say it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who says what. It doesn't matter where I have to go. God got me. And when you know, when we talk about that God that we bow down to, that almighty, that awesome God, when we talk about him, we, we, we shut him off sometimes because of how we don't trust him. We shut him out. he wants to do so much for us yes. that we sometimes, we cut him out. Yes. Until we, it's like a genie in a bottle. When we, we rub on him when we need him. Yes. But guess what, we need him every day. Yes. What does your now situation look like? What is your now, What where are you at right now in your life? To where you have to be able to, can you really talk to God? Can you really talk to God just like you, we talk to one another? God wants us, wants, to, wants us to talk to him. Yes, he wants to listen to us. Yes. And do you think about it? He wants us to inform him yes. that we trust him. Because yes. if, if I show you that I trust you, guess what? I can show you what I can do for you. Amen. God wants to do so much more for us that we just, we just, we, we are not even touched the ceiling of how, how, how far we can go or how high we can go. We just got to trust him and get back that zeal that we had. Remember when we first announced that we were moving, we got this new building, and all y'all people went over there and we walked around and y'all, y'all remember that excitement? Y'all remember the, the joy that you had then? Where is it now? Where is it? Guess what? Restore to me the joy. We need that joy. If you're here and you're not a member of the body of Christ, there's a now situation that you're in. See, I told y'all I wasn't going to be long. You all you know, where you going? (laughs) But you know what? Now, now my brother here, I know he ain't going to hit me because, you know, I'm an elder. He did not hit me. (laughs) But one of the the reasons that I I really did go and, uh, you know, when I get to do the surgery, I got a cousin about his size. They called me to find out when I said I wasn't gonna do it. He cussed me out. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin cussed me out. And what do you mean you ain't gonna do it? And what what really what really got me was he said, uh, you know, his mother and my mother were sisters, and we had just lost him about a year ago, about a year and a half ago. We lost our both. Our, matter of fact, we lost them within a week apart. His mother and my mother died within a week apart. He said, you know, we just lost Mama them. We can't lose you. That's why he cussed me out now, You know You got to make up for that now. <laughs> he' be cussing me out, but you know I, I, on the phone, I can say what I want to say. <laughs> but there's a now situation you're going through, and you're not a member of the body of Christ, and, you, and you, you, you're in between what you, what you need to do, and you're in between making, making, up, making that decision because right now you're comfortable in not doing. But that's some thing that you, that's, you, you're limiting yourself with because you're holding back what God has for you. That's so, so much that God has for you. But, but some of you might say, well, you know, I'm okay. I'm getting blessings every day. Every day I'm going to go out and get, I'm getting blessings. All right. let, me give, let me give you, a little, little, uh, let you know, a little secret. Don't you know that Satan can bless you? Amen. Anybody here know Satan can bless you? Yes, if you don't believe that, go back and look at when he, when he uh, was with Jesus. He said, if you bow down to me. All this stuff, I will give you. Sometimes bow down to him would be would turn your back on God. You turn your back on God, you bow down to Satan. You giving Satan all the credit because you won't bow down to God. And what you do by bow down to God, just humble yourself and look within yourself, because you know nobody knows you better than you than God. Look within yourself and say, you know what? I need to do better. I know where I am right now is not where God wants me to be. But I know if I get to where God wants me to be, it'll be, it be so much better. Now, think about it. It's not going to be, it's not going to be automatic. When you, you know, It's not going to be as soon as you come out the water, you go to heaven. There's some, there some roads you've got to walk to get there. And sometimes that's a, that's, that's a Jer- Jericho Road. Sometimes it's Damascus Road. And sometimes it's paved with gold. It's just where God wants you to be. But you need to make up your mind to what, what you want to do. And you do that by, the Bible says, you come by hearing the word, hearing the word about the gospel, believing in what you hear, repenting of your sins, and then being baptized into the body, into the water, which, which God push you into the body of Christ. And after you do that, the Bible says, you're added to the church. There's no, there's no in between. There's no separation in that. So once we, once we get to the point where we commit ourselves to God and we trust God, there ought to be a peace that comes over us. You say, whatever comes with me, God got me. Stand at your feet.